Are we ready? Yeah. We're going to dive in? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Okay. What a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, if you're good to go, mate, we'll just um, we'll just get going. We'll start chatting. Yeah. Um, All good. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the, the Wednesday night. Obviously, the Wednesday night looks a little bit different right now because um, usually it's myself and Dan and, and we are in studio uh, yeah. and we're doing all the usual things that you used to, like the top three things that gamers need to hear, the, the Goa game, uh, game of the year oh, yeah. and... And occasionally everything else as well. But uh, Dan's off sick. And, you know, it's kind of um, come at a good time, actually, because this has allowed me to sort of reach out to some great people in the community and, and say hello and just sort of see how things are going. And uh, one of those is Diana, Miss Deus Geek uh, Senna, who's joined us tonight, who's on the show. Thank you very much for being here tonight. No worries. Thanks for having me. Um, and the reason why uh, you're with me tonight and so uh, graciously as well, um, given what's happened this week, is because uh, you happen to have a long history with Mixer, which unfortunately um, we saw this year, well, this past week, just all but disappear. Um, so everybody who's watching this right now or listening to this on the podcast will absolutely 100% know exactly what it was that happened this week with Mixer saying goodbye to the, the streaming industry and essentially handing itself and its community over to uh, Facebook. But um, considering your long history with it, I, I'm so happy to get you on tonight to have a chat and, and thank you for your time with it. Um, can we go back to... Um, and basically the, the first time that you happened upon Mixer and, and how it came to be that, um, that you put together such a history with Mixer? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Um, I discovered Mixer actually through the Expert Zone program that I was streaming for. So around about three or four years ago, I was streaming for Microsoft essentially, and Microsoft had a division called Expert Zone. And they basically ran community play hosts with the Xbox uh, New Zealand community. So when Mixer came about, or rather Beam back in the day, um, we transitioned Expert Zone from Twitch over to Beam. And that really was my my first introduction to the platform, Um, my first introduction to really everything, (laughs) gaming, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a long time ago now. Um, Bean, can you just tell me what Bean was? So you and I had a, a brief discussion today, and that was the first time mm-hmm. you mentioned Bean to me. But I, up until this point, had never heard of Bean before. What was Bean? Sorry, I'm just going to correct you. That it's Beam. Beam. Oh, Beam. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Beam. That's why I'm like, what is Bean? B-E-A-N or is it B-E-E-N or is it B-E-N-E and it's just some crazy streaming platform? Right, okay, Beam. Yes, I know what Beam was. All right. Um, Between you and me, for people who didn't know what Beam was? Beam was essentially, like Twitch, a streaming platform. Um, Very old school in the way it was developed. It was really a video broadcasting software that allowed chat interaction. And, you know, it was very much a tool that developers could use to play around and use with their their games, I suppose. So one of the main things that Mixer developed once Beam became Mixer is mix play buttons. So there was a board on everyone's streams who you could just press and all these effects and cool things would happen. So Beam paved the way for that. Right. So when Beam came across to Mixer um, and you went along with it, um, how, I suppose, how invested were you in the community at that particular time or, or invested in the platform at that particular time when it when it first sort of kicked off? Um, from a expert zone standpoint, 100%, we moved everything across. So myself, my partner, Tom, who was streaming for expert zone as well. Um, and two other guys, we all moved along to mixer from beam, um, expert zone on Twitch basically died. (laughs) We, you know, we sort of stopped streaming on Twitch effective immediately, um, mostly because Mixer was developing a 
way to stream directly from your Xbox console without having to go through a third party app the way it used to work with Twitch. So on that sort of side of things, we went all in. Um, but personally, when I started streaming for Attack on Geek, I did uh, a bit of everything through Restream. So I was streaming on Beam slash Mixer, Twitch, as well as YouTube. So I, I was trying things out on a, on a personal level. Yeah, right. I suppose for, mm. for people um, listening to this or, or watching this right now on Twitch, it would be a good idea for them to connect the dots as well um, with Attack on Geek. So exactly what is Attack on Geek for people who don't quite know? Well, I like to think of it as it was a Kiwi community hub for everyone who enjoyed pop culture, anyone who enjoyed what I enjoyed, which is all things geekdom and nerd. Um, we started off with movie reviews, went into comic book reviews, went into just basically, basically my opinions on all things geek and by chance, people agreed with me and came along and shared their opinions, which was great. It's so essentially it's a community hub that really wants to foster engagement with everyone else who shares in, in the same passions. It's about welcoming everyone, regardless of level of experience and just, yeah, having fun in a world of all things geek and pop and, culture. And correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, uh, Attack on Geek is a bit of a play on Attack on Titan, which is a favorite of yours. Yep. Um, so I'm <laughs> I'm an absolute weeb. Uh, I might not look <laughs> it, but I am. Um, I mean, around, all around me, I have collectibles of My Hero Academia. So um, that says something. <laughs> um, it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm just an absolute weeb, and I loved Attack on Titan. Um, and I, I thought Attack on Geek was a good name because I also wanted to change that perception of, of what is being a geek. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stereotypes about geeks and nerds sitting in their basement, just, you know, in a dark dungeon somewhere playing video games or, you know, it's, it's a lonely, a uh, single 40-year-old man sitting in his bedroom reading comic books. And that's so not the case because, yeah. I mean, look, I'm female and I love all those things. And, you know, I really wanted to change, especially in New Zealand where at the time I started, there weren't a lot of people talking outwardly about comic books and pop culture. It's still very, very quiet in the way people enjoyed it it was very much you enjoyed on your own rather yeah. than there being you know big events and things like that I mean, we had a big event called armageddon but that was really the only time that the community would come together so yeah play on words and uh, also challenging that that stereotype um <clears throat> it's lucky that uh and i reckon you know there's only what I'm looking at right now because bios on Twitter only go so far, but um, marketing manager for Madman, ANZ's first uh, at Xbox MVP, uh, New Zealand's first female at what at Watch Mixer Partner, uh, founder of Attack on Geek and at Women of Xbox, uh, EA Game Changer, and of course, use your own. Um, but the, you mentioned, you know, and quite strongly, um, you know, you're changing perceptions. You're a woman, uh, you're into this stuff. Um, one of the things that we're trying incredibly hard to blaze a trail at Goa uh, is um, um, really sort of getting out there and, and stamping women in gaming as an authority. And the, and the reason being is because, you know, you, just a moment ago, you met um, who, I'm, who I reckon will be a future gamer and pop culture fanatic um, because she just mm -hmm. she loves playing uh, all the Super Mario games. She's naturally gravitated to it, my daughter Mila. Um, and I, I want her to have a future where women have so much power uh, in the video games and esports industry, um, just as much, if not more, than men and, and can just enjoy it just for the sake of enjoying it, um, you know, not because they feel like they're still at a stage where they have to blaze a trail. So the, the stuff that you're doing there is great. Can you can you tell me about Women of Xbox? Is it it's something that you in particular founded? What is it? Mm -hmm. 
So it's basically a community of female Xbox gamers all over the world. Um, it's very casual in the way we operate. I mean, really, it's myself and two other mods who really run the show. Yep. Um, we have a Discord and we have a Twitter. And what it is is bringing female gamers together to either find each other and connect with each other or lend supportive words or even, you know, advice um, if they're struggling playing a game online. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if it's common knowledge, but a lot of females out there actually change their names, um, whether it's gamer tags or, or even changing their voices, um, using voice changes to mask that they're females because of the fact that they get a lot of verbal abuse when playing with others online. So I really set that up as a place that, you know, we could all come together and sort of share and be, um, I guess, connected to one another and know that we're not alone out there. Um, we're actually seeing something uh, sort of abound in the community at the moment with regards to multiple versions of abuse um, when it comes to not just online, but actually in... Um, uh, sort of in the workplace, uh, in software development, in AAA game studios. Um, mm. I don't know if you've been keeping track of, of sort of what we've been seeing over the past couple of days, but it's just, it's incredible what has come out in the last 24 hours. And I, I've just seen, I think you've seen this, the hashtag uh, Twitch Blackout, uh, which mm -hmm. will go live tomorrow, encouraging people to black out their streams and, and basically go quiet so they can give a bigger voice to, um, you know, victims of abuse and stuff like that. Have you seen any of that stuff over the last 24 hours? Yeah, I live on social media, so I've seen so much and read so much. It's, it's horrific and I'm so horrified of the fact that so many people out there have had to suffer this abuse and it just baffles me, my mind, you know. I mean, we're in an in a space where we're supposed to just be enjoying ourselves mm. and and you know it's um i mean gaming is a pastime where you kind of leave the real world out in the real world you know you you don't want to have to come into a space and be threatened or feel unsafe and uncomfortable you just want to chill out and and be with your friends but unfortunately that's that's not the case you make such a good point um video games at its heart are just meant to be such a like just an entertaining pastime just something where you're hanging out with your mates and enjoying somebody's creativity that you know you'll you'll never meet them or anything like that but here you are however many miles away um enjoying what it is that they've they've built and it's just meant to be a bit of fun and, and yet here we are just it seems like um day after day uh hours minutes every single time one of those ticks by we're seeing something new emerge in the industry that's just taking it to a a sort of sort of a dark level and um i suppose you know that, that's part of the, the much bigger chat but one of the things that you know in particular we wanted to talk about tonight was of course mixer um here we are on twitch uh right now having this conversation and, and go has been a, a twitch native it's where go has started and it's, i guess the reason why we sort of started on twitch back in the day was because um it was uh it was just it was the thing to do if you're going to stream you, you're going to be on twitch um over here you know what i mean so um that's how sort of we found our way uh onto this platform but um new zealand's first female watch mixer partner how did that come about <laughs> Um, well, Mixer being so new at the time, there wasn't any partners active on Mixer when, when I was um, pushing to become a partner. Um, there had been someone who was partnered on the, the channel. Um, I don't know if you know Eastie Meets Westie. Um, he's a Kiwi bloke who was partnered on there, but moved to Twitch at the time. So I saw that as an opportunity to basically put Mixer on the New Zealand map as a viable alternative to Twitch. Um, saying that now is, is quite funny. <laughs> it's, good that, it's, it's good that you can laugh about it. It's, it is good that you can <laughs> laugh about it. It's good. I mean, it, it is what it is. And, and, you know, like, 
it's, it's happened. There's nothing I can do to change that, unfortunately. But at the time, two years ago, it was a opportunity to build something new um, and to have Kiwis have the choice of where to stream. Mm. So when I was on there, I was, like I said earlier, I was restreaming to Twitch and YouTube as well. But when I realized, you know, this is a platform that Microsoft owned, it was natively built into the Xbox platform. There was just so many ways that you could stream onto Mixer, whether it was through OBS, capture cards, like it was, there was just so many opportunities and it was so easy, which meant that not only can expert streamers and gamers stream onto the platform, but noobs like myself who have, I, I'm really bad at games and I'm also really technically challenged. So for me to just be, you know, put on a game, put a title in and hit broadcast mm. was amazing. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about anything else. So to me, that opened up so many avenues for kids wanting to get into streaming, for, you know, anyone and everyone who wanted to just put their content out there, who wanted to get to know people on the other side of the world. Um, and so because of that, I made the decision to be exclusive onto Mixer and to grind for partnership to show that it could happen to, you know, to Kiwis, um, to someone like me, a female, a person of color, you know, that it was achievable. And so there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears, I won't lie. As there is, uh, yeah. It, it was hard um, streaming, you know, 40, 60 sometimes hours a week on top of a full-time job. It Gee was whiz. not easy. What were you doing? So you say on like 40 to 60 hours a week on top of a full-time job. What were you doing at the time? What was the full-time job? I was at the time with my tier, but at the tail end of my, I guess, employment with mighty ape which is a new zealand online gaming retailer yeah um i was doing social media for them i was already working in terms of gaming and, and creating content for them so naturally it was you know it just fit to stream as well um and then i transitioned into actually going six months full time on attack on geek so it um it was an interesting period of time where I was streaming full-time, was working full-time, transitioning into taking six months off to see if I could make content creation a full-time job. And then I actually worked with um, Ten Forward, which is a technology lounge. Um, basically, they ran after-school programs, teaching kids how to basically play games, be safe online, play games collaboratively. I ran streaming 101 classes for them. So it was, yeah, I was just very immersed in that space. Clearly. And, and in such a good way as well. What was it? Was it, was it, were those six months trying to run Attack on Geek full-time tough? Were they hard? Um, oh, it wasn't easy. Um, you would think that because you don't have that full-time job to worry about, that you'd have more time. There was never enough time. Um, it was a case of, you know, I, w I was running the website as well and doing all of this on my own, which sometimes I think back and I, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't easy, you know, trying to find content, trying to plan out content calendars, working with PR and marketing agencies, working with um, in-house PR and marketing agency uh, people at the gaming um, industry just hustling really how did you find hustling i like so at the moment and i i think it's um i think no matter what happens in your career if you're running a, a games news media site um or generally anything to do with games and esports in australia and new zealand's current life cycle or, or stage of maturity in the industry um you're forever hustling um, how did you how did you find hustling? How many times were you knocking on doors only to be turned away? And uh, yeah, how many no's did you take before you got a yes? I had a lot of no's, yeah. um, a <laughs> lot of no's. And then it turned into a lot of yeses. Mm. So um, it's all trial and error. 
It's a lot of relationship building. It's a lot more a long-term game rather than a short-term game. Um, a lot of people come to me and they ask me, oh, how did you do it? How do you, you know, get all these products and things? And honestly, it's because I just put myself out there regardless of the rejections over and over and over again until someone just went, hey, you know, this this person might be good for this activation or this product. And yeah, yeah it's, it's really about not taking no for an answer, yeah. but also learning from the no's and changing your strategy. Mm. It's funny, a lot of people sort of say, um, and I'm sure you've had this as well, given how far you've come, um, Oh God, you're so lucky. Like you, oh, you get game sent to you. You're so lucky. Like you, wow, it must, it must be the best thing to say about like, you know, and, and, um, they don't see, it's kind of like the, uh, the, the adage of the duck on the pond, you know, everything looks really sort of smooth sailing on top, but nobody ever sees the little legs, uh, just churning the water underneath to make the duck go forward. It's, it's that Mm -hmm. sort of analogy that I always draw when talking to people about that, because, um, yeah. yeah, like you, it's a lot of no's sure. before you get that first yes. Um, mm. And then it's it's about seeing how far you can take it. Um, back to Mixer, when you first mm-hmm. became partner or even uh, around that stage when you were initially starting to, to work on the platform, were you well supported? In terms of the Mixer staff? In terms of Mixer in, terms in of general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, yes. Um, when I was onboarding and became a partner, I did have a lot of support from staff. In fact, I was really close to a lot of the staff members, even before being partnered. I had gone to E3 the year before I became a partner and met with all the mixer staff and they were really welcoming, really, um, I guess they were really into the platform and they really saw a future for it at the time. And they were more than willing to, you know, advise me on all the things that I could do to, to sort of build my profile on the platform. It was again, funny now talking about it, but yeah, it was, um, it was really, really nice working with people on the mixer team, on the mixer staff that, we're really passionate about the platform. Mm. It's um, mm. it's hard to believe that was only a couple of years ago, uh, considering yeah. what's happened this week. In your for for people who don't quite know what's happened, uh, whether they be mm. watching or listening to this on the podcast when it's out and available, um, mm. in your own words, what happened this week? Um, <laughs> so uh Essentially, out of nowhere, Mixer decided to shut its doors and transfer all their partners and streamers onto Facebook. Um, Obviously, it's not a decision that they made overnight. Um, However, the... It feels that way. Communication. If I could just toss that out there, it certainly feels that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, from a business standpoint, obviously, they wouldn't have made this decision overnight, but the communication of that to their partners, to their staff, and to the world at large um, happened at a time where they were already under fire, I suppose. I mean, some of you might have seen that there was an accusation of um, some racism that had happened um, amongst staff members. So, yeah, it kind of felt like um, they kind of wanted to one-up that revelation. Almost sort of push it to the side by doing something bigger, I guess. Yeah, bit of that. <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting world that we live in at the moment. We live in a world right now, Diana, where, you know, in the last 24 hours, we've seen news that um, Nestle are going to be changing the name effective immediately of Redskins and Chico's because... Um, it's yeah. offensive and I, it's it's one of those things where I almost want to give some semblance of the benefit of the doubt and say an incredibly bad thing happened to do with racism at an organisation that is meant to be about 
variety and, and supporting all walks of life, no matter from where they come from. Um, and, uh, and you know, the, in, a, in an industry or, a, or a, not an industry, rather, actually, in a, in a world we live in at the moment where, you know, the hashtag Black Lives Matter movement is, is such an incredible key focus. I mean, so incredibly big that, you know, when it took over in the US, COVID disappeared. Uh, it was like we never had COVID. Um, and now uh, how it is. Um, almost an opportunity for them to go ahead and, and go, no, look, this is, you know, it's too big. It's bigger than us. So we can't afford to be seen as a racist organization. We're just going to cut ties with everything and get rid of it. But at the same time, there was so much success up until that point and investment in Mixer that mm-hmm. it couldn't be that simple. I mean, the the fact that we saw the news come out this week and finally found out the clear values of Ninja and Shroud, for example, uh, $30 million for Ninja, $10 million for Shroud. That is a considerable investment in those key talent to bring them across to only have Mixer turn around and go, we're done with this. We're giving you to Facebook. Um, to, there was So there was never at all any moment from Mixer where they reached out to anybody on the platform um, and said to you guys, you know, that we're, we're canning things, we're out. No, honestly, they had been working to change their homepage. They were onboarding new partners. In fact, there is actually a Kiwi streamer on Mixer who was literally onboarding the day they announced they were cancelling yeah, wow. Mixer. <laughs> So, you know, it's, um, it's unfortunate. It's, I know there are a lot of people out there who are angry and upset and just devastated from all of this, but what can you do? Well, (laughs) my my next question was going to be, how are you? I mean, you're someone who, um, can lay claim to some incredible accolades when it comes to gaming in general, but also, you know, with with being a key breakout figure on a platform like Mixer as it was really starting to come to life and, and take shape. How, how are you going? Honestly, I don't really know how to explain how I'm feeling. Um, it's a mix of, of every emotion possible. Um, I mean, we, we spoke a little earlier where I said that it kind of feels like I adopted a child, you know, an an infant and raised it. Um, I put all my love, I put all my time, I put a lot of hours into, into, you know, raising this child and teaching it all these values and and creating something only to have on the brink of this child going into adulthood, someone knocking on the door saying, Hey, we're the biological parents. We're going to take this away from you now. And it's devastating. You know, I mean, Imagine, imagine being told this thing that you created, uh, you know, it's going to go now. It's gone. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's devastating. It's challenging. And I don't know exactly what to say about that. But at the same time, um, obviously, I've announced that I will be moving to Twitch and, and actually streaming under my own persona rather than the attack on geek brand and the influx of um, support, the, the well wishes, the kindness from the community, from people I've never even met or, or followed or, you know, interacted with in the past. It's been so amazing. And it shows just how much the gaming community really comes together in, in a time of crisis or in a time where people really need that support. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, I can't, be 100% angry or upset because on the other hand, I'm getting all this love coming my way and it's incredible. So, yeah. Um, I, I think there's there's sort of two lines of thought here. Um, I've mentioned this, I mentioned this on Twitter in the last 24 hours that, that um, and particularly to someone like you, these platforms are just conduits to the, the talent that you have and the opportunity to continue the grind and, and do what you love doing. They're just they're just a platform. Um, but the the other line is the fact that, um, and I've said this myself. A lot of people say this um, is that we never quite own our real estate 
on these platforms. Was that was that something that um, that ever really occurred to you before what happened this week? I mean, obviously, when you sign a contract with a company like that, you are signing away your ownership of yeah. that contract. So, you know, I, I understood that. And I was quite happy for that to be the case. But it's it's more about me as a content creator and where I'm supposed to go next in terms of, yeah, where, where does my content live now? I mean, I had two options, Twitch or Facebook. Um, YouTube to me is more of a, it's, it's not a live streaming platform and it's not something that I personally take to. I prefer watching people stream live where I can actually interact with them in real time. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately that's just how it works with, with this kind of business, I guess. Um, when you sign away your content or you're putting your content somewhere, it's not really yours. Yeah, 100%. Yep, absolutely. Um, we've got eHappy to take some questions from chat. Uh, we've got people yeah, asking sure. heaps of questions. So, uh, oh, for sure. You mentioned... Um, you mentioned just then tossing up between sort of Twitch and Facebook uh, and YouTube. Um, one of the questions is, uh, uh, did at any time you felt it was... I heard Facebook was doing something like offering $2,500 to Mixer Partners uh, to sign on to Facebook Gaming. I don't, I don't know if you heard that or whether that's true or false, but um, did, I... did doing Facebook uh, come into consideration at all? Um, I mean, in my very interesting email from Mixer where they said they were shutting down, they did say that, you know, we were going to be transferred over to Facebook and we would be instantly partnered should we choose to move over to that platform. Um, however, there were going to be steps and a lot of work involved with, you know, signing up to Facebook, creating a page, onboarding, all that basic things that you need to do when you're onboarding as a partner. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get approached by anyone else, really. Um, and to be very honest with you, Facebook is a great platform, but Twitch is established. And after being through one new platform that was trying to be a viable competitor mm. and being you know, treated as such, do I really want to go through the same thing with another platform that isn't established. So it's one of the reasons that I have decided to just go to Twitch. Has um, has Twitch reached out to Mixer Partners in any way, shape or form, or at least more well-known um, ones? Have you have you heard from anybody in the local uh, Twitch community, uh, in, like, like actually the, the Twitch organization, the representative here in Australia and New Zealand at all about uh, getting an instant partner transfer across to, to this platform? Not that I've heard of, and I don't think anyone else has been contacted, not not here in Australia and New Zealand anyway. Um, there was a public statement welcoming Mixer partners over. What that means, I don't know. Um, no doubt if there have been conversations, they've all been in private and we're not privy to that. Um, I can definitely say... I haven't been approached. Um, I wasn't that big anyway, so I, I don't expect to get an instant partnership or anything like that. In fact, I'm starting from scratch. Um, I'm not even an affiliate with uh, my Mysterious Geek persona. So, yeah. How does it, <laughs> starting how does it from, feel? Yeah. This was another question. How does it feel to have to start from scratch? Scary and exciting. I mean, obviously, I put in nearly four years of work um, building up to about 10,000 10, followers. So to start from zero is is really nerve-wracking. It also makes me wonder how much time and energy I have to put into rebuilding all of that again. I mean, I don't I don't think I have it in me. I'm, I'm turning 30 next month. I don't think I have it in me to oh, stream 60 hours. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. 60 plus hour weeks, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. even stay up past 10. So, 
Um, that doesn't just just so you know, as a thirty-five-year-old with a couple of kids, that doesn't get any easier. I'm telling you now. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I expected as much, which is you know that's another reason why the the mix and move has been a bit of a blow. However, in saying that, it's also very exciting because I get to start from scratch. I get to decide what I want to do. I can be completely different. I can really do whatever I want now. <laughs> so it's kind of nice. Um, what else have we got here? Infernox says it would be incredibly deflating and devastating been through the grind and the growth. However, not often you get an opportunity to start again, which you've just touched on. Uh, now with all the knowledge that you have, like, is there anything that you, you're considering doing differently now that you are starting from scratch effectively? Which I, I find it hard just quickly to say you're starting from scratch because you've, you've built a brand uh, on a previous platform. You have those followers. You are well-known. Um, so, you know, and you, you said they are getting around you and showing you some love. They will find you without a doubt. That will happen again, which is great. Um, but, you know, ultimately it is starting from scratch. Are there things that you might do differently? Well, for one thing, I've already done one big change, which is instead of streaming as my brand, Attack on Geek, I'm streaming as myself. Yeah. So that's that one big separation. Um, I would also play games that I truly 100% enjoyed. Um, the thing about Mixer was that it was very much a Battle Royale heavy platform. And, you know, I, I started playing Fortnite and streaming Fortnite back when I enjoyed Fortnite. But after a while, I felt that I needed to continue playing Fortnite if I wanted to build my community. Whereas now on Twitch, where, you know, games like Animal Crossing is a big thing. Mm. Um, games like Magic the Gathering is a big thing. I can stream whatever I enjoy. And that to me is really important. So that's, that's definitely what I'll change. I'll get to, you know, really stream and make content that I personally enjoy, regardless of what the platform wants me to, to stream. Yeah, 100%. Um, any other here? Guys, if you've got more questions, please uh, drop them in. Feel free to ask them. Um, the Vimesies asked, do you have a Twitch handle yet? Uh, yes, you do, which is at Miss Deus Geek. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Uh, awesome. Um, you'd like to think a good percentage of followers would instantly follow the platform. Have you already seen that that's the case? Actually, just a step back from that. Um, mm -hmm. Are you? Are you, is Mixer still? Because I haven't had a look and obviously didn't stream on the platform. Is Mixer still there to a degree, or for a little while yet, or is it just no, we're done and they've cut? It's still there. It's going to be operational until the 22nd of july so we have a month yeah. to effectively inform our community and let people know in fact if you go to the front page of twitch i mean sorry mixer right now i'm, I'm already transitioned over as you can see <laughs> <laughs> um if you go into mixer right now almost everyone's got you know they're moving to twitch um banner playing 24 7 so yeah, yeah i mean pe people are starting to make their move um you were obviously around on Mixer when Ninja made the move. Was it communicated to um, you guys that Ninja was going to be make the to going to make the move? And um, regardless of whether it was or not, um, mm -hmm. did you notice a considerable uptick in, I guess, viewership over that time? Like, do you, do you feel it worked? So, no, we did not know. We, again, just like this announcement, we found out when everyone else did. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's just how Mixer operates. Um, and yes, there, there was a huge growth when Ninja first moved over. Um, in fact, so many partners actually grew because Ninja moved over. He brought along a lot of people and he actually went in and started hosting a lot of other partners on Mixer as well. And so that really helped a great deal. Um, I, uh, Dada? yes, honey. Um, I, I want, I want nastier. You, you want nastier. Okay. Can I get, sorry. Nastier is, um, uh, nastier is, uh, Dada. one of their favorite Dada. YouTube channels. So, Dada. Um, yes, honey. Oh, actually, this is my other daughter. 
Right here. <laughs> Say hello. Hello. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. Hey, hi. He's a dog. Hi. <laughs> Babe. Liz. Where's mummy? Sorry, sorry. Just give me a moment. Oh, you want Nastia? Can I finish this interview and then I'll I'll um, put Nastia on? No. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> Clearly, the dentist didn't do his job well enough. There we go. Hey, Mama. Can I pass you the children? Sorry. That's, that's okay. Thank you. Come on, Millie Marie. Sorry. One moment. That's all good. Oh, <laughs> dad life. It's so funny because, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm so, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, my kids come on and do it. And yet every single time that they interrupt, um, my stream chat goes off. They absolutely <laughs> love it. They love seeing the kids. So, you know, it, it works. It doesn't work. Eh, who knows? Um, but it's, <laughs> it's life. It is the way that it is. Um, so how have you found the the transition across to Twitch so far? Have you have you enjoyed it? Have you found it relatively easy? Is it pretty similar to what you experienced on Mixer? Well, I mean, I haven't even hit the go live button just yet. Um, <laughs> I was actually ready to stream again after finally getting all my gear together on Mixer. Um, and when obviously the news dropped yesterday, um, and obviously my, my headspace isn't exactly in that whole, I'm keen to go live. Um, so I haven't really gone and started streaming just yet, but I have started looking at, you know, trying to find an artist to do some art for my Twitch channel. Um, I've started, you know, fixing up my bio and all that. And, um, I found it interesting in the way that obviously with Mixer, the way the, you know, the channel description works, the way um, everything is laid out is very much, it's, it's very simple. And to me, it's a lot nicer. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, um, I mean, if, if you guys go and look at Mixer and you look at, you know, a streamer's channel description, it's really well laid out. It's, it actually looks nice. Um, whereas on Twitch, it's, you know, all panel based and there's a lot of text. It's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of white space. Um, so visually, I personally am still coming to grips with it. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, um, I don't know how it works still, you know, I mean, I haven't been on the platform for what, three years now. So yep. there's so many different things like, like bits and I think chairs and I, I don't even know what these things are. So I'm still trying to figure it out. Oh, uh, you'll get there. No doubt in time and very, very quickly as well. You'll get there. Hello, useless underscore gamer. O2. Welcome. Um, you mentioned just quickly, and I've seen this pop up. Uh, a couple of times out of the corner of my eye, but there's a uh, person in chat who goes by the name of Desnado. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, he said he's happy, he's more than happy to help you out uh, with regards to things like graphics and, and stuff. Oh, like I, that. I, sounds familiar, this, this Desnado. Yeah, I wonder who sounds it could be. Familiar. Yeah. Re reveal yourself, <laughs> Desnado. Reveal yourself, please. Um, hey, um, this has been such a, an incredible chat. Uh, I've really appreciated your time, your openness, your honesty, um, particularly knowing that it, it has been a, a really tough week for you. Um, but uh, no doubt that a lot of people who get to watch this uh, and listen to this uh, who are coming from Mixer and have gone through the same thing will take a lot of solace in the fact that uh, the future is very bright. Um, there is one thing I'll, I'll tell you, and this, this harkens back to, um, you know, that metaphor that you used a little while ago about... Um, you know, attributing Mixer to like that child that you, you loved and you cared for and you put so much uh, effort in only for the parents, the biological parents to rock up and go, it's time for us to have him back. Um, I've got two kids, okay? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll give you mast, yeah, last year, whatever, whatever it's called. Um, I have two kids, one you can hear now, and the other one who is two years younger. Uh, and I can tell you, much like moving across to a second platform, um, the journey with the second one gives you a little bit more time and opportunity to enjoy uh, and correct a little bit as they grow and I'm sure it's going to be the exact same thing with your transition across to Twitch you're going to have an opportunity with all of the experience that you have from Mixer to actually develop into something way bigger and way more successful on Twitch and actually enjoy the process along the way as well so uh, from all of us at Game on Australia good luck you'll kill it yeah appreciate it all right uh, we're going to leave it there guys um, Apolodex uh, if you're watching I know usually um, we have one of your three-minute videos. We do actually have another one of those three-minute videos that we're going to roll for people watching right now. But first things first, thank you very much, Diana. Really appreciate your time tonight. Um, all the best to you, and I'm sure we'll continue to speak. Um, and uh, get along to um, Miss Deus Geek on Twitch, guys. Please, if you could support that, that would be absolutely fantastic. You take care of yourself, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks so much, Pete. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, you two. You good? Um, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. No. Oh, I'm just going to do one last thing. Yes, honey. Yeah, okay, come here. Okay, so guys, uh, tonight's been a little bit different, obviously, uh, but every week, thanks to our mate Apolodex, yes, honey, you want what? You want what? What does she want? Nastia. Okay, we'll, we'll do Nastia. Um, every week, thanks to our mate Apolodex, Game Time Edits, if you want to check that out on YouTube, um, he's been giving us a little one thought per break, three minute video editing uh, crash course. And we had to, of course, bring you this week's version as well. So hopefully I've set it all up right because uh, we're at home at the moment. And I'm just going to roll that now. So here is your third ep from Game Time Edits. Check it out. Justin and I'm from Game Time Edits here to share with you some industry tips to pump up the quality of your content creation. Today's video is all about this and this. That's right, it's vignettes. Vignettes are often used to make your video a little bit more theatrical, a change of mood or a cinematic feel that would be perfect for your videos. I'm going to show you in Premiere Pro how to create your own custom-made vignettes and show you the best time to use them and when not to use them. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to Game Time Edits. Jump in with me now, let's go. If all you are after is a quick and basic way of applying a vignette to your clips, select the Lumetri Color drop-down and scroll to Vignettes at the bottom. This will let you adjust the amount, midpoint, roundness and feather of your vignette which is all really anyone needs. But if you are like me and desire more control of your vignettes, I recommend following the next part of this Game Time Edits tutorial. In your effects tab, search for, drag and drop a circle effect onto the clip you would like to add the vignette to. Change the color of our circle to black. Invert the color, then change its blend mode to multiply in order to make our newly formed black circle transparent. From here, we can now adjust the scale of our transparent circle, making almost like a black border around our game image. To give it that cinematic vignette appeal, go ahead and adjust the feather value of the circle. The less feather added to it, the more it looks like we are viewing down a tunnel or a scope. Also, have a play with positioning if there is a certain part of the image you would like viewers to focus on. Creating vignettes this way can be a little taxing on your system, so render your timeline out and give it the playthrough it deserves. 
Vignettes work a great deal better when used on lighter or daytime images. Here inside a cave, you can barely notice the vignette. So unless you want to change the color of it to something lighter or another color altogether, the stock standard black colored vignette really doesn't work here. If your edit is finished and you want to add a vignette to your entire timeline, you can create an adjustment layer rather than repeating the process over and over. This adjustment layer needs to sit on a video track above the rest of your clips and will require a full render in order to play back smoothly. Over in Sony Vegas, head to the Video Effects tab and scroll down to the bottom for vignettes. Applying it to your clips will open up the vignette control pane, allowing you to customize the look and feel of your vignette. And as always, head over to YouTube and subscribe to Game Time Edits. Now it's back to the boys at Game on Oz. All right, there we are. All right, guys, that'll do it for tonight. Um, thanks again. Um, bloody great to see all the support in chat for Diana. Um, check out Attack on Geek as well. And uh, don't forget to tune in for next week's episode of the Goal Weekly Show. We'll be back to normal with uh, myself and Dan in studio. Um, by the way, tomorrow... Uh, very exciting stuff happening. Starlight's Stream Raiser is a mammoth event raising funds for uh, children, obviously sick kids, um, through the Starlight Foundation. Dada. Yes, honey. I want that one. Okay, just a moment, please. Let me finish here. Look. Yep, I can see that. Can you get it? I can get it after. I'm just going to finish this. No, I'm just going to finish this. No, I, no, I'm dead, I'm dead. I need to finish this. I need to finish this. I need to absolutely finish this. I'll be. I'll finish this, and then I'll be with you. I'll, I'll finish this, and then I'll be with you. No. Okay. Get that. No, I will get it after. No. Yes. No. Isn't it past your bedtime? No. When did you turn nineteen? Killing me. No, no, you didn't turn 19, did you? You turned four. Um, just really quickly, guys. Tomorrow, uh, if you check out the Starlight Stream Razor stuff on Google, um, but if you go to the official Stream Razor channel on Twitch or YouTube, any number of the platforms, obviously not Mixer, um, I will be going one-on-one -on -one with Pestily tomorrow so uh, we'll be doing a, a five minute catch up as part of stream razor myself and pestily having a good old yarn about raising money for sick kids uh, it's going to be happening at 5 30 australian western standard time 7 30 in the east obviously um, check out stream razor for all the details okay what do we got here uh hey pete enjoy it while it's still cute it ain't so much when they turn 22 such is my burden. Thanks, man. That's really something I'm looking forward to. And even more so now. So I appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> ASMR? Hi, everybody. So great to have you here tonight. But I've got to go. I have some random thing to get done on YouTube for my daughter, who's only four, but acts like she's 22. You're right. All right. It's been wonderful. I gotta go. I'm tired. Yeah, clean shave. Pete is sharp and scary. Good night, guys. Thanks for watching.